Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Programme. Today is day 170, looking at Ecclesiastes 3, 4 and 5, and then into 2 Corinthians chapter 9. As we go through the three chapters in Ecclesiastes, notice how Solomon sees mainly the negative side of life. He sees the hardship. He sees how even the tough times have their appointed moment in each of our lives. He sees the evil of the world. He sees how wealth and honour come to nothing. He sees that we came from the dust and so we will return from the dust. Yet through this gloomy outlook, there are also moments of significance. Consider chapter 3 and verse 11. Everything is made perfect in God's timing. And so vast is his ways that even if we studied our entire lives, we would never know the deepest thoughts of God. What an incredible reality that God is so vast and we cannot begin to truly fathom his wondrous powers. Or think about chapter 5 and verse 19, that the Lord places in our heart the joy and satisfaction over what he provides for each one of us. Another awesome reality, that true satisfaction comes from the creator. The vast God, who we cannot truly fathom, cares enough for you to ensure that you have joy to grasp hold of. Even with these flashes, though, of God's brilliance, Solomon cannot shake from his mind that everything we do in this world seems futile without God. He's beginning to build the picture that without God, we are nothing. Simply vanity chasing after personal desires. As I ponder this, I wonder, where do you sit? Are you finding joy in life? Do you know deep satisfaction? If you answer no, what is your relationship like with Jesus? For joy and satisfaction flows from the Saviour. So if you're far from the Saviour, you will find life futile. And so therefore I encourage you, draw close to Jesus. Find meaning and purpose. Find joy and satisfaction. We now head into 2 Corinthians. And clearly the church in Macedonia is well known for their support and financial contributions. All the same, Paul sends co-workers ahead to have the collection organised and put in place. What comes next under the title of cheerful giver is often used in the context of each believer in Christ giving as they have been given through Jesus. However, I want to turn the situation on its head a little and show you another way to grasp this passage. Remember, Paul is writing to a church. He's writing to the body of believers that make up the body of Christ in a local church setting. So when he states in verse 6 that if you sow sparingly, you will reap sparingly, and if you sow bountifully, you will reap bountifully, yes, he is, of course, speaking to each believer, but he's also saying it to the church body as one entity. Paul is showing the church that they are to collectively give to the Lord's work. There should be no such thing as a developing a, a large church coffer. Instead, there's to be a generous outpouring of gifts from the church. Later in verse 11, Paul declares that the Lord will bless the church to be generous in every way. You see, the Lord provides, the people give, the church is generous. We all know there's a long list to what we should give to, so which should we choose? Well, when you sow bountifully, you sow without worry or fear. You scatter far and wide and in generous amounts. So the church is to give financially far and wide and in generous amounts. All too often we give a little. The need still occurs, but the church feels better because it's given a little toward it. Or we give a little so we can sustain it for a long time. You know, this is what we can afford for the next four years, five years, ten years. 
What we see here is that the church will be blessed by God to give bountifully and generously to those in need, especially to those in ministry. And why do we know this? Well, verse 15, the Lord Jesus was given to us generously and bountifully. The joy that comes from such a gift is inexpressible, the joy of the life of Christ given for us so that we might live. So the question is, what's the take home? Essentially, seek for your church to have a low savings account and a high level of generous giving. Let's pray. Father, we pray that we would be wise like Solomon to see that life without you is futile. Father, we pray that we would put at the centre point of our lives Jesus Christ. And we pray that as we see the generosity that he gave for our lives, we would in turn be generous as the church to those in need, especially those in ministry. And so we pray this in your precious name. Amen.